0: Can you see his Google searches after the game? B- Bionic fingernail. Synthetic fingernail. Cybernetic fingernail. <laughs>
1: why why are you assuming that Buck had any
0: idea? Like that might
1: have been like forty <laughs> rows deep.
0: The hype will blast out of one of the side walls of Skydome and just roll right down Blue Jays' way into the lake, and and uh, and a massive tidal wave will wipe out Buffalo. And welcome to episode number one hundred and thirty-nine of Artificial Turf Wars. We're just glad to be here. I'm your host Greg Wisniewski, and I am joined tonight, as always, by. The late great, no. The great late, no. <laughs> Just Joshua Hassam. The great Joshua Hassam. How's it going, Josh?
1: Yeah, I'm not dead yet. <laughs>
0: <I'm good. laughs> you might be. You might You might. when they call up Vlad Guerrero Jr., which of course is the first thing we're going to talk about, which is tomorrow, as of the recording of this podcast, but we also have to talk about the Jays sweeping in Oakland on the road. That's not easy to do. Um, the Jays then coming home and getting swept by San Francisco in a short series, which is it is what it is with this team. Um, there's been some ridiculous plays in that Oakland series. Uh, we we got to talk about Justin Smoke and uh, Rowdy Tellez, uh, and probably we should we should touch on Stroman and Sanchez. Uh, there's some injuries we need to talk about though, uh, because uh, not all is well uh, in uh, in the what medical bay is that? Do we have a medical bay open yet? <laughs> They better. <laughs> we of course have your questions. We have a game of swing and a drive with one of our patrons, Jarrett, and uh, then we have a do-over for our, our good friend, who we don't really know, Buck Martinez. That that'll get us there, I think. So, Josh, I heard that there's this kid called Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who has sort of a baseball lineage. Who they are gonna they're gonna make a major leaguer on Friday.
1: Hmm. Oh, you know, it's uh, you never know. Some of these minor leaguers, you really can never really tell what they're going to be. Oh, 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 with that guy, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're pretty happy about that. Uh, so after we, uh, we I got to get this out of the way. Finally, okay. Now yeah, I...
1: <laughs> we railed about this last week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got that off my chest. Um, what can we reasonably and unreasonably expect out of out of the next couple of weeks?
1: No, oh, I mean, the short term is impossible. It's, it's, it's even harder to predict than it is for me to say the word impossible. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> impossible. I'm not sure what happened there. But, you know, like, he could come out and just be awesome or he could struggle for the first week or so and it means nothing. If you ask me for the rest of the year, though, I think everybody thinks he's going to hit.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh-huh. we we're talking about a guy that in Double A when he was 19 – he hit 402 with a 449 on base and a 671 slugging. And then at 19 and 20 in Triple A, he's hit 343 with a 416 on base and a 593 slugging. That's a good hitter.
0: His third home run of the season in Triple A will will most likely be his last one for a, quite a while, because um, certainly the Jays aren't going to be yanking him up and down to Triple A. Uh, and he and he did that, you know, by the. What, how many at-bats did he even get in AAA this year?
1: His AAA plate appearances this year, he had 33.
0: 33. So one out of every 11 plate appearances, he went yard. Small sample size notwithstanding.
1: Yeah, and, but this is why in the last week we were talking about it, it was crazy that he wasn't up. You know, they were the service time games were done. Basically, he was held down so that he could play three games in a row, which he didn't do for a while because Buffalo kept getting rained out. He couldn't play three games in a row in the big leagues. Like, <laughs> what, what is the difference here?
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't think um, Montoya is going to, you know, not find a spot for him in the lineup after two days because he's got too many guys on the bench to play. I don't think it's going to work like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the actual reason if this was they wanted him to be healthy enough to handle three games in a row, and if he wasn't, they didn't want him to be going on the Major League Disabled list.
0: Right, and accumulating... Or oh, Injured list, sorry. Injured list, a- accumulating service time for no reason, really no reason uh, at that point. So yeah. the kid's going to yeah. hit? Yeah. The kid's going <laughs> to play third base every day, I presume? Mm-hmm. So this has a trickle-down effect on the roster. Who, who...
1: Yeah, it's going to move Brandon Drury likely over to second base. And it'll really depend what happens with the rest of the roster. Because, well, we were jumping ahead a bit here. But you know, if Freddie Galvis has to go on the injured list, who's Freddie Galvis, whose consecutive games play streak ended this week, mm-hmm. the, then it makes it a bit easier. Because then Eric Sogard and Arrhenia stay short, and then Drury goes to second. But if Galvis is healthy, then that means they have to make some decisions about who goes. I assume if Galvis is healthy, then Hansen will just get DFA.
0: Right. But
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
0: It will. Um, what else, you know, other than every single plate appearance uh, being must-see TV for the first little while, what, what else are you really looking forward to here?
1: Well, just the excitement that... The fan base has for this. I mean, obviously, we're included in that. But if you just look at what happened, so Vlad Jr.'s call up was announced around what, 5 30 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Actually, no, it was after the game. So it was about 6 30 p.m. Yep. uh, And the tickets flew. I mean, there's still a lot of tickets available because I think that they'd sold like 13,000 tickets for a Friday game against Oakland. But StubHub got just drained. And you know that that's going to trickle down. The, the uh, dynamic pricing has jumped the price of the tickets by like thirty percent on the uh, on the on the Ticketmaster site. People have been just begging for this since what July of last year.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. So yeah, I, I think you're you're right to be you want to be in a stadium that's stoked for that even if it'll you know it's one guy out of nine but it's it's certainly a lot more hype than than would be there with um kind of this mishmash of a roster that, that's currently playing with not a lot of big names whether they're quality players or not i'm not you know i'm not disparaging anybody who's playing on the roster but the, there isn't any star power there until until vlad shows up so certainly makes a difference Uh, Also, as an aside, do do you feel like Charlie Montoyo got about three minutes notice that he was going to announce Vlad's call up at the press conference?
1: No, I don't. I think this was the plan all week.
0: Yeah, but he just looked like, uh, okay, so we're calling up Vlad. Okay. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Did you did, did you write that on your hand and then look at your last note before you leave? Oh, it says Vlad on here. I guess I, I, I think it's funnier
1: that. to do it that way. It's just like this thing that everybody's been waiting for and keeps asking. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, the sky's coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I go now? Uh it was it was surreal for me. I was like, that's that's I guess his manager's generally gonna, you know, mention that, but it was it was kind of just a weird Unenthusiastic way, but if you liked it, maybe you were maybe you were the audience they were playing (laughs) to.
1: I didn't actually see it. I'm just, you know, it it would be funnier that was if that's done intentionally. I'm really excited though. I mean, I'm going to be there Friday without question. Well, yeah, I
0: I, I didn't even ask you, did I?
1: No, I mean, you didn't have to, right? (laughs) I I live in this city, and I do a Blue Jays podcast once a week. (laughs) I'm not
0: missing (laughs) Flat Junior's (laughs) debut. Um now not to put a you know a big damper on the parade but uh like you said the next couple of weeks may or may not tell something I would remind everyone as 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 has been famously mentioned in the past many many times but I will I remind everyone again Carlos Delgado King Carlos who had many many long-term offensive accomplishments as a Blue Jay did have to be demoted back to AAA after his initial call up
1: Yeah it definitely happens now Even Delgado wasn't as advanced a hitter at this stage as Vlad is with his ability to make contact. I mean, that's sort of what separates him from all these other hitting prospects is that he still, despite the fact he doesn't walk a ton, he still walks more than he strikes out.
0: Yeah, it's just surreal.
1: I mean, he's the best prospect the Blue Jays have ever had. He's the only one who's ever ranked number one on any prospect ranking. Uh, technically, he didn't rank number one on ESPNs, but he was number one on Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, and MLB.com. He's the best, biggest hyped prospect this city has ever seen, and it comes in an era where everybody knows prospects and where Twitter and Facebook are prevalent, where everyone's talking about it. So I think it's fair to say that this is easily the most hyped debut in the history of the team.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely because i follow a number of baseball people on twitter who are you know always talking about the game and I- i've never seen those people excited for a blue jays rookie call up the way that they are for vlad junior it really is it's not just a toronto thing it's not just a canadian media thing this is this is a everybody in baseball who knows uh you know what's newest and latest and greatest every single one of those people is waiting for has been waiting for this very call up
1: yeah, and I, and I think that that exactly, you know, when you add in the service time games and the national story surrounding it, so aside from just waiting for him because he's exciting and fun to watch, the fact that there was this story about the the, the shady games that league plays, literally every baseball writer <laughs> probably, I mean, not maybe not actually literally, but a vast majority of them has talked about Vlad at some point over the last couple months, and now he's here.
0: All right. I think we have used up our allotted Vlad time for this week. But don't worry, we'll we, be back. We can with just a...
1: talk about Vlad all, all podcast. Yeah, we'll be back with be another okay 12,
0: 15 minutes next week when he actually has played appearances for us to talk <laughs> about. The Blue Jays uh, got through uh, a road trip in which they went 6-1. Despite almost giving away a couple of the games, they did sweep in Oakland. Uh, I feel like it's been forever since they swept anything in Oakland.
1: Yeah, I think they did well in Oakland last year, but maybe they didn't sweep them.
0: I I feel I, feel I remember a lot more getting swept in Oakland than I do sweeping. That's just, I, I remember staying up, you know, late in the in the sort of 2014, 2015, 2016 kind of times and going, well, this is a good team. But man, I've stayed up really, really late to watch them get <laughs> slaughtered in this, this humongous stadium with this massive foul territory. But not this weekend. This weekend we had uh, Justin Smoke catching up to Freddie Galvis in home runs which looked uh, you know hard to do in one week but
1: <laughs> oh what a silly concept. <laughs> and by the way they got swept in Oakland last year so I don't know what I was talking about.
0: See? That then I I feel like that's that is the the rule more than the exception
1: 100%. Yeah, Smoke has been you know he started out a bit slowly and he was dealing with that injury that forced him to sit down for a bit and ever since he come back he's been just on fire. I mean, we talked about it last week but he's added two more home runs since then and we even recorded this a week ago. So or not even a week ago because we recorded it on Friday last week. So I think that you know it, it's very easy to say that Justin Smoke is not anything like the player he was before 2017 anymore.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah, he he turned his whole game around, and and I don't think that that you know after ninety plate appearances, I don't think a four hundred on base percentage is, is a lie. I don't think that's you know I'm sure there'll be some regression, but uh, I I think he really is that careful about about taking his walks now. R- remarkably, like way more than anybody else on this team.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at last year, he increased his walks to eighty three in fewer plate appearances i think it was 40 fewer plate appearances than the year before where he had 73 so his walk rate really spiked but his contact rate went down and so far this season again it is only 90 plate appearances but so far this season his contact rate has been much better combined with that increased walk rate so you know like you said there's probably some regression coming there but in baseball Sometimes guys just have these fluke seasons where everything goes well. And again, you know, he could sustain this. He probably won't, but he should at least be a very good hitter.
0: Yeah, on a team where most guys on base percentage hovers around that 300 310 league average kind of area, you know, it, it, he's he's quite the standout player. People were asking us about, you know, potential all-stars last week, I think in the que- the comments and uh, the the listener questions and I, I I don't know if we highlighted smoke enough, but if he keeps this up, um he's definitely one of the better first basemen in the American League.
1: Yeah, well the uh, it helps that the American League for Space is a cesspool
0: too, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: neither of us expects a four ten on base. No. Like you you mentioned the regression I did, we're mentioning it again. Like it's not likely he's gonna keep that. But if this plate discipline game from starting from last year and halfway through the year before basically, stays through the year, I think it's there's not... A crazy chance that we could see the best season of his career because two years ago, which was his true breakout, he had 38 home runs, but didn't have the the plate discipline that he has now. If he can combine that power with the increased walk rate from last year, then it could be a really good season.
0: And he's off to a good start, so good for him. Now, which of the two insane plays in the field do you want to talk about in Oakland? <laughs>
1: Well, let's hurt. start with Galvis because he's a Blue Jay.
0: Okay. Freddie Galvis uh, goes out to uh, short left field to catch a pop-up. And at some point, right before he needs to make the catch, he realizes, I think, that he's, he's basically turned around the wrong way to get his glove on the ball. So he just sticks his hand out instead and makes the catch. That was such an immediate shocking thing to have happen like it just you were expecting him to track it one way and all of a sudden the ball was in his bare hand i was just like whoa and i think just what everybody else in oakland was like the same way
1: yeah well, we've seen a few of these over the years i mean there's the the, the famous kevin mitchell one in the outfield which is <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not topping that one but uh, there's the david wright one from a couple years back where he was running on a full sprint back. But I think that Galvis was better because he went a long way before doing that and it was straight over his shoulder like the Willie Mays catch, but he caught it with his bare hand.
0: Yeah, that Kevin Mitchell one, by the way, my hand hurt when I saw that highlight. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Um, Not so much with the Galvis one. So yeah, that was, uh, he looked proud of himself, which he should have been. Coming back in, he was laughing pretty, pretty hard um, at the fact. I think that he a it did not go as initially planned, and B that he pulled it off anyway. It, it, I like baseball for that reason.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it was just it was just fun. I mean, it was and somehow not the best play of the weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the most surprising play of the weekend, maybe, but the best play of the weekend. You can describe that one.
1: Okay, so. Ramon Laureano, since coming up, has had some pretty impressive displays, especially throwing. This was his best, in my opinion, even though it wasn't actually a good throw in this sense. So first, he Teoscar Hernandez hits one deep, and Laureano goes back and robs him of a home run.
0: <laughs> that Now but, that ball looked like how far above the fence to you?
1: A couple feet at least. Yeah,
0: that, same to me. I'm like, that's like two feet over. The, like, that's not a, oh, I, I snagged it, you know, just at the top of the wall. Like, it was gone.
1: Yeah, this isn't one of those where you have to look closely at the replay to see if it would have gone out. It was over the fence. So he robs him of a home run, and then this is in left center. From the warning track, he throws it, and he overthrows first base by about 40 feet, (laughs) which is just, I think someone did the math. He threw the ball 341 feet or something like that. He threw a home run.
0: Now for perspective, what row do you think that ends up in if he does makes that throw at the Rogers Center?
1: Uh well it's in the stands <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking like he's he's fifth or sixth row back easily. That that's on the fly. That's not like a bounce or anything.
1: No, it, it's not. And here's the thing though. It, he not only did he throw it that far. He didn't really have time to take... You know, there was no running crow hop, right? Because he caught the ball at the fence, around. spun around, took a crow hop, but couldn't get that much on it. And then threw it over first base. And somehow the play wasn't over yet. No, because the catcher was backing
0: up first base, where he was supposed to be.
1: Right. It was, no.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean... He,
1: <laughs> He was because that's where the throw was going. But you should never have expected the throw to be going there. And so, the catcher—I think it was Fagley. I don't think it was Lucroy, but I, I, I wish I could remember that. I'm sorry to whichever if it is Lucroy. The ball goes over. He catches it off the off the wall on a bounce and does a spin jump throw on the money to get the double up at second base.
0: Yeah, I think the play would have made more sense in my brain were the double up at first. You know what I mean? Like if, if there was a tag problem because someone thought that the ball was gonna be but no the fact that, that that the the play finished at second is just the cherry on top of the whole thing.
1: It didn't help that Justin Smoke was running. <laughs> it well was the yeah. slowest
0: guy in the world. But it was an un
1: unbel- I've never seen a double play as incredible as that.
0: And we'll leave it at that. So, any other highlights from Oakland before we move on to the unfortunate results in when they came back home?
1: Well, I mean, if we're just going to talk about general results, I mean, we're going to talk about the pitchers later, right? So, you, yeah. But uh, the fact that they got this sweep and they had some some pretty clutch hitting and the you know it was like a, it was a good result, which was you know not really what. <laughs> that they were expected like in the game that uh that Aaron Sanchez left
0: Sam Cabello the... came in right
1: yeah and <laughs> he did a really good job Sanchez had given up one run through four and then it was actually Hudson came in first sorry the, Hudson and then Biagini came in and shut them down for three three innings to turn it over to to Para who sucked and then Giles to shut it down but you know, it was the type of thing that they need when a starter gets bumped out of a game early, as it happened another time in the same series.
0: Sorry, I'm thinking of the shoemaker Gavilio game. That's yes. what I'm thinking of.
1: And both times, the same thing happened, where the, the long relievers came in and really held the fort
0: down. I believe Gavilio was perfect for, like, three three and a third or something, which is not what you expect from Sam Gavilio, as much as I appreciate his presence on the roster.
1: Yeah. Now, in that game, the Jays also happened to have a huge lead because Mike Fires was terrible, but he was. He threw four perfect innings and struck out five.
0: Yeah, wild. So all the goodness of Oakland. Um, And we're getting into the injuries later. (laughs) So back, the Jays come with an off day and some home cooking, and apparently the jet lag did not wear off because somehow the Giants uh, shut them right down. Uh, Well shut them down in the second game, and they, they just beat they beat up the Jays on, on, on offense in the first game, which can the Giants really hit?
1: No, the, the Giants, are they're not a good hitting team. No,
0: but they scored seven runs.
1: Yeah, they did, and they hit four home runs in that game. And, you know, this was the latest start for Trent Thornton, and I actually thought he was much better in that start. He you know, he gave up four runs in five innings, which doesn't sound very good, but he didn't walk anybody. He gave up six hits, including a solo home run and a double. It's hard to give up four runs doing it that way. Mm-hmm. It's just really bad sequences. sequencing sequencing. <laughs> I'm really having trouble speaking today. You know, but it was a three-run double, right? So well, two run double. But that's the kind of thing that makes a stat line look a lot worse than the performance
0: was. Yeah, it's it's not what you gave up; it's when you gave it up. Sad, but he's going to yeah, get another shot. So off we go. Yeah,
1: and he had nine swinging strikes through five innings, which is a, it's a pretty solid outing.
0: So Roddy uh, tried to get him back into that game, didn't he? He sure did. <laughs> Turns out you can't actually hit a five-run home run. Did you know that?
1: I think when you hit the ball that hard, it should count for five. <laughs>
0: He got a grand slam, but that only got it to 7 6.
1: Yeah, Rowdy's an interesting guy. He's sort of cut from that same Kendrick Morales mold, essentially, where, or Justin Smoke, actually, he's a better example younger Smoke. Yep. Where when he hits the ball, he hits it really, really hard. He's 18th in the league in average exit velocity, he's in the top 30 in barrels per plate appearance. He just strikes out so much
0: on a team but, full of guys who strike out a lot he's he's not the worst but he's certainly up there
1: no he he's definitely not And he, you know he takes walks too which sort of differentiates from some of the, some of those other guys but you know, he's got 21 strikeouts and 69 plate appearances which you know it's pretty bad but if you walk and hit for power that's acceptable
0: I'll be back to the the tto uh three true outcome players again for the third time in 15 years are they going to come back? They are back.
1: Yeah. They've been back for the last couple of years. Um
0: but, is, uh, it, is it enough to stay in the league, I guess, is the question. How much power combined with how much walk can you can you can you now withstand more strikeout um because of how the league's gone with how many home runs have been hit?
1: Well, I think the answer is you you definitely can do it. I mean, if you hit like Teles is doing now, He's got 333 on base and a 533 slugging. If you do that, you're a big leaguer. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's sustainable, I think we'll have to see that because he still struggles mightily against lefties. And, you know, like the strikeouts could pile up as pitchers start seeing more weaknesses and exposing them. But if he can keep the plate discipline, then I think he's got a chance.
0: We touched on starting pitching earlier with Trent Thornton. Uh, we should probably go to the two guys who... I think are, are are really what the Blue Jays are are looking at for the next year and what they're going to do with them, and, and that's Stroman and Sanchez, who haven't cracked except maybe a fingernail.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll guess we'll start with Sanchez first. Um, thankfully, it was just a cracked fingernail, and he's going to make his next start because you know that's not what the jays were looking for especially after shoemaker went out for the season in the game before that you know aaron sanchez we talked about this last week you know he's doing the same thing that he did when he first started coming up in the league he's walking a lot of batters because that's what he does but he's mixing his pitches and staying out of the middle of the zone and getting swinging strikes so considering he was pitching with a broken nail you know four four innings but he only gave up two hits and three walks. So five base versions four innings in one run. That's pretty good.
0: Can you see his Google searches after the game? B- bionic fingernail, synthetic fingernail, cybernetic fingernail.
1: Well, it's weird because <laughs> it's his middle finger. I mean, if, he, if I would get it more if it was his index finger because, you know, like a spike curveball, you put your fingernail on the ball. Yeah. But it's not. I'm guessing it was just from the injury before where he slammed it in the... Suitcase
0: and it finally grew out after a year because I well, don't think it just came in wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It's but he wasn't bleeding all over his uniform or anything because everyone was kind of up scratching their head over what happened and why he yeah. came out of the game. Because
1: the fact that he's making his next start is encouraging, it, it just sounds like the, the nail broke and they're so what? It's his middle fingernail, he doesn't really need it to pitch.
0: Yeah, just uh, what I, I've often been curious though, what are you allowed to put? On a fingernail, in order to protect it, as a pitcher. I
1: don't know the answer to that. You could probably put like a fake fingernail on there, or right? an acrylic nail.
0: But obviously, you you can't put anything, you know that that. Yeah, I'm just. It, this is a I long conversation. To, but it, yeah, I think
1: you could probably get one. away with a lot.
0: Yeah, until the umpire goes and looks at it after the other team thinks you're doing something to the ball, and he's like, "That's not even your real fingernail."
1: <laughs> yeah, and something tells me that wouldn't happen. <laughs>
0: You can't have one made out of pine tar. I'll tell you that. No. Um, Okay. Talk about Stroman. I
1: I think that Stroman is the real revelation here. Um, You know, we talked about this again very briefly last week, right? The, The pitch mix change, but he's still doing it. Now it's another start in. Every time he continues doing this, the sample size gets bigger and it becomes a pattern. He's had five starts. One of them against Tampa, he left after four innings. He threw 91 pitches. That was the only start where he threw a heavy percentage of sinkers. In every other one, he's thrown 36 or fewer percent. Last start was 33 percent. And in each of those other starts, he's thrown more breaking balls than sinkers. And not coincidentally, his swinging strikes have been in double digits in each of those games. And that's always been his problem.
0: And they've also turned into strikeouts they're there he's able to finish at bats with those swinging strikes
1: yeah and you well know, if anything is going to turn marcus stroman into the elite pitcher that people always thought he could be but never really got there even though he led the league in era once i think this is it actually he didn't lead the league he was high in the league
0: but i was gonna say that's Aaron sanchez who led the league
1: yeah but, I mean, this is the this is the step forward that he's always needed to make. And I think I wrote about this a couple of years ago. Like, with his extreme break, it made no sense. And then he went out and had the three ERA. But this eliminates some of that risk. And the more he does it, the more it'll be a lot – it'll be hard to trade him.
0: Yeah, not hard to trade him, like, to find a suitor, but the opposite meaning of hard to trade him.
1: <laughs> yeah, the opposite of what it was in spring training or the off season, really.
0: Yeah. He's the guy you you maybe you better hold on to because he's he's still way more valuable on your team than whatever you could get for him. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the uh broken legged elephant in the room that we haven't got to yet.
1: I feel so bad for Matt Shoemaker.
0: I do too, man. I tweeted directly at the man.
1: <laughs> wow. I you don't usually do that.
0: No. I I, I just he was doing everything that you're supposed to do as a, you know, as a off season pickup, he was, you know, if you were going to pick a guy, it would, it would have been a toss up between him and Marcus Stroman for who was, you know, really on track to be the best pitcher on this starting staff. Um, And in one instant in a rundown, his season ended
1: a lot of shades of Brett Cecil there. Yeah. And, you know, it was really sad. He gets in this rundown, and I can't remember who was running. It didn't really matter. Chapman. But the runner, oh, it was Chapman. Okay. So Chapman thought he was going to throw the ball. So he stopped. And when Shoemaker went to to tag him, he had to jump out of the way so he wouldn't bowl him over. And in the process, he tore his ACL. He's gone through so much. He got hit in the head and got, you know, missed a bunch of time from that. And then he had arm problems in both his shoulder and his elbow. And then he finally gets back fully healthy and this happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, like I said, I just, I really feel bad for the guy because there there is no training to prevent an injury like that. Just like when Marcus Stroman tore his ACL in a drill, you know, th- there's nothing, there's no way to protect against that, right? That's just what happens in this sport uh, more so than, you know, a lot of other sports where that's sort of a you know a required risk it's it's a fluky injury in baseball but it's also not an injury you can go oh well it's just an eight no (laughs) you're screwed there's a there's a well-known timeline for it and if it happens to you in in the middle of april that's the end of your season
1: yeah i mean stroman was it was a miraculous comeback and he got injured at the beginning of march
0: Yep, that was just to get into games in september but yeah. and nobody thought that was going to happen until he walked basically back on the field.
1: Yeah, it was it was shocking how fast he happened. He came back, so this will be interesting for Shoemaker because the Blue Jays have his rights for next season as an arbitration eligible player. So I think there's a really good chance he'll be back with the club next year because he won't get a raise. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be. I don't think it's gonna be a tough decision. Um, I certainly think everything he did while he was on the field would endear him to the blue Jays, 110%. You know, they would want to give him another shot if, if he can get healthy.
1: Yeah. So anyway, we, we feel sorry for you, Matt, and we're rooting for you to heal up quick.
0: All right. I think that, uh, closes out our week in review. Plus One more live. thing. One Just more what We're thing. talking
1: about injuries. You, yes. you know, we mentioned Galvis and, Bobachette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have nice things apparently. No. Have, no. Vlad's called up and Bobachette the day before that breaks his hand and he's out six to eight weeks. Ew. Yeah. And you know, like Bobachette, there were people who were assuming he was on the Vlad timeline where it's, you know, keep him down all year, which never really made sense because Bobachette was starting the year in AAA and Vlad didn't get there till basically August last year. Mm-hmm. It was sad because he was you know, he started a bit slow in triple A, Bo did and he was just starting to get going and then he breaks breaks his hand and now he's gonna have to go through that process again. And now I think you now we may not see him until I don't know, maybe September or if at all, this year.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's I saw the initial report that he, you know, got hit on the hand and screamed in pain when it and I'm like that's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and sure enough, like the next day it's like, and he's got a broken hand. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. One nice thing only per per month season, whatever. You can't you can't have two things going on at the same time if you're in Blue Jays land. Nope. Oh well. Uh better in the minors than in the big leagues just so he can you know take his time getting back and uh and be gripping the bat properly by the time he does all right we have i believe i think we're gonna go with a game of swing and a drive first because one of our patrons earned that opportunity to play and uh, you're gonna find out once again just how random buck martinez can make your life we'll be right back and once again we are here to play the guessing game that's sweeping the nation yes it is Swing and a Drive. Swing and a Drive! It's got to be a home run, right? Swing
1: and a Drive! That's a catch! Swing and a Drive! It's only a double. And he's going to make the catch that ball didn't carry. (laughs)
0: Let's face it, we didn't have a clue. And we are joined by our patron, Jarrett Seaman. Jarrett, welcome to Artificial Turf Wars. Thank you for having me. Uh some people when given the opportunity to play have refused. So I appreciate that you are willing to put yourself out there for this one. It's not the first thing I will have lost at. <laughs> Do you have a strategy? That's what I want to know. Uh, not particularly.
1: All right, you're in good hands. You're in good shape. <laughs> Absolutely 100%. So, so here's the question. Have you heard us play this before? I have, yeah. Do you play along when you listen? I try, but it's just a crapshoot.
0: <laughs> All right. See, you're, you're you're way ahead of the game here. Practically mastered the <laughs> whole thing. Uh, so we will give you the honor of, of first guess. Uh, just, you yeah. know, to get that out of the way, get 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 the nerves away. Um, so I'm going to play a clip and we have uh, a Ledmus Diaz. Just to let you know that we are using the Wayback Machine today. Here we go. All right.
1: Because they're all in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> or they're not there very long, are they? Three and two pitch to the S. High five ball deep to center field.
0: Alright. Did you hear that? I did. Alright, so is that is that a home run? Is it a, some other kind of base hit or is it a flyout? I'm gonna go with the crowd and say that was a home run. Alright. And Josh, what do you got there? Extra base hit. All right. We'll see what happens here in part two.
1: But Angle gets back. He's going to have oh. room. And
0: <laughs> he makes
1: a catch two away. Let's check <laughs> in with Jamie Campbell.
0: Welcome to Swing and a Drive, where that's going to probably be par for the course around here.
1: Yeah. By the way, I love that it started with Buck and Pat preamble talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The problem is if I don't put the preamble in, it's really hard to go crack, and you're like, "Oh, well, wait, what was going on?" <laughs> I have to have something in sa- there. That was not sarcasm. Oh, okay, um, fair. All right, so Josh, you're going to get the first guess here. Uh, this is Josh Donaldson at the plate.
1: Six four, the Blue Jays lead it. Swing it and a drive. This ball.
0: This ball, as opposed to that ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stick with my guess. Extra base hit again. Alright. Sounded good off the bat though. Nice nice loud crack.
0: And Jarrett. I mean he's gotta have a home run at some point, right? <laughs> That's that was I'll, uh, I'll say home run. Our last. I'll go with uh go with some Donaldson power. Uh, th- there is the um the home run eventually crowd on this game and I, I respect them. I really do. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Flying oh. off the top of the wall. Oh, Ballison yes. cashes in, <laughs> and good job by
0: Diaz. So I'm going to give you the point, Josh, because I didn't specify, but that actually was just a single.
1: Well, I that extra race hits not technically an option, so you know what I meant. Yes,
0: yes, I did. All right, so one nothing for Mister Houseum takes the uh early lead. Are you uh are you ready, Jarrett, for another guess? Sure. How mm-hmm. you feeling about Kendris Morales? You like him? Uh. At times. <laughs> times. Here we go.
1: The answer will be whether Jared will answer whether he likes Kendry. Oh, okay.
0: fit- you want me to play that part again? I'm gonna play that again.
1: Yeah, I was just saying Jared's determination whether he, he likes Kendry is depending depending whether he gets this one right or not. Stop doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, for for real this time.
1: He is not running. Trying a drive deep to ride field.
0: All right. Hmm. I guess it depends. Uh, I'll say uh, a warning track fly out. Josh, what you got?
1: I, I think that that's going to be out of the park.
0: All right. Get up,
1: ball! Get up, ball! Get out of here! God, home run for Morales.
0: Yes, that's another point Ooh, that's, for Josh. Kendra that's Scarlett. a good crowd. Hits his 13th he had to tell the ball to get up multiple times, so I'm, I, you know, I'm with you, Jared. It, it probably wasn't that high to begin with.
1: <laughs> why, why are you assuming that Buck had any idea? Like that might have been like 40 <laughs> rows deep. Uh,
0: I have, I don't know why I'm assuming Buck had any idea. It's just natural instinct to think he's getting better at this. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go back to Aléndes Diaz.
1: Oh. Crew quite often. Socha has been the exception. There's a drive to left field. Span is on a run.
0: And while you think about Mike Socha, you can tell me whether that was a home run or not,
1: or something
0: else. Yes. Well, there's the it... three knots.
1: I'm I'm going to say that he makes the catch.
0: Okay, Josh has a flyout. I'll take an extra base hit and get up get okay I I have some bad news for Jared it doesn't get any easier but that's okay there's a bonus question that's the good news the bad news is it doesn't get any easier on the regular questions the good news is the bonus question might might bail you out here so
1: Greg, Greg always likes to make this so that I could lose, no matter what happens. That's just, pretty much,
0: yeah. We're trying to keep the <laughs> listeners, Josh.
1: <laughs> you see, you know, if you were winning, Jarrett, if you were up to nothing, Greg would just say, "Sorry, Josh, you've lost again." Like this is not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> not yeah, could not be not a thing fair game. game. Well, I right. put the pressure on saying this one's easy. Uh, this this one is is not easy. So, it's a oh, bonus
1: yeah. question that makes it possible
0: Yeah, the bonus <laughs> question is easy This is not So, uh, Justin Smoke
1: 26 swinging strikes And that is a big number he induces a lot of swings Justin Smoke Get up, ball, Get up, Bob!
0: Okay, that's the standard part Jarrett, what do you got? Uh, fly out Okay Josh? Extra race hit all right, now part two. Get up, ball! Get out of here! Now. Does anybody <laughs> want to change their answer? Is this a trick question? No, it's a buck. That's what it is. It's just a buck thing.
1: I'm going to change it to a
0: catch. I'll stand pat. With with a catch? Sure. All right, part three
1: the wall. Stanton it as if he thought it was way out of here. That ball died and hit the top of the fence.
0: And stayed... Always blame Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> uh, Buck, has, Buck has done that one a few times.
1: So You said you've listened to this before. This is not the first time we've had Buck miss calling a home run. <laughs> it wasn't a home run on this show. But so, This is to the point that neither of us hesitated about not making it a home run yeah
0: <laughs> even before it was gone it wasn't a home run after it was gone it wasn't a home run and truly it was not a home run but you cost yourself a point josh because it was an extra base hit so josh is up to nothing so that means obviously the bonus question is uh for three points um and i'm going oh, to play that
1: wasn't the bonus question okay <laughs> no no that was
0: not the bonus <laughs> question the bonus question is <clears throat> a blue jays related sound so i need i need uh If either of you can tell me, this is 12 seconds of a sample, what this sound is. All right, for three points, I suppose I should let Josh go first. Do you know what that sound is, Josh? Someone's walkout music? No, that is not someone's walk-up music. Jarrett, for the Swing and a Drive Championship belt, which may or may not actually exist, can you tell me what that sound is? My guess was also going to be walk-up music. But, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my brain here. No, Give me a hand. Um, it is a, um, a talent from someone who has a blue jay's uniform. Someone playing some drums, I have no idea. Who? Uh who's got some personality? <laughs> Whatever, Vlad. This? This is Charlie Montoyo playing his bongo drum. Oh, excellent. In his wow. apartment. He actually plays like three different drums in this clip that someone put up on Twitter. So, um, yeah. So neither the did gets get point. Props yes. for the non-roster guests. <laughs> True, because I did say you, who has a Blue Jays uniform.
1: Yeah, but uh, you went with Vlad. who yeah, He has a Dunedin Blue Jays uniform. Uh, uh, but it was a manager. So I, I, I
0: respect that good for montoyo too yeah he was he was tight he's playing along with a, a video and he's like 100 percent bang on you can find it on twitter as as can everyone else who's listening <laughs> well jared i hope that uh this was well worth your patronage because your patronage is worth a lot to us uh and we appreciate you joining us and uh and i uh, i hope you had fun because we certainly had a couple laughs here i had a great time despite the result <laughs> all right we're all winners when we play this game <laughs> Some more than others, right, Josh? Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. We would of course like to thank one more time jared seaman for a wonderful effort on swinging a drive and uh that's just the way it turns out sometimes i think it's what i'm really trying to say
1: with me winning yes i agree
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh now i gotta keep my ears open once again so that we can get some uh some appropriate buck clips as we go forward but that's not important right now do you know what's important right now the questions absolutely
1: Time now to hear from our listeners. That just seems
0: silly. Here are the rules. First I ask a question, then you ask a question. Now how does that sound, sweetheart? Could you repeat the question, please? Uh, there's going to be a lot of repeating the question this week. as I, <laughs> We previewed them, and I'm pretty sure there's, there's sort of a theme here. Uh, the Vladito Cometh at Split Letters, hi Luke, uh, asked us to bring us your predictions for his first game. Place in the lineup, how he handles third, does he get any hits, and if so, what? Um, did you... I, my crystal ball, not available. Gonna try this anyway, uh, but you first.
1: I love how you keep going to the Mike Wilner Well, there, but uh, <laughs> okay, so place in the lineup, I think he's gonna hit fifth. I think he'll handle third. <laughs> like, it's probably not his prime position. Oh, no. I don't think he'll look bad there, but I don't think he's going to look like Matt Chapman there who's going to be on the other side. And I think he's going to get two hits, a double and a single.
0: All right. Uh I think he's uh they're going to bat him 7th for inexplicable reasons. Uh, and he's going to move up rather rapidly, but first game's going to be 7th. Uh I think he's he's going to handle third quite ably uh with his footwork. Um but but you're going to feel the tremors as he moves around <laughs> for the ball, and uh, does he get in hits? Of course, he doubles in his first at bat. 100. percent I don't know if he uh, if he gets any more than that, but definitely he 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 hits a double in his first at bat. If how's that for a prediction, Josh?
1: I like it. So here's the question for you: If he has a J.P. Aaron C.B.A. debut, will the hype be stoppable? <laughs>
0: No, the, the hype will blast out of one of the side walls of Skydome and just roll right down Blue Jays Way into the lake, and, and, uh, and a massive tidal wave will wipe out Buffalo. Yeah.
1: Um, just, <laughs> I think that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, some prop bets from like uh, Vegas or Bet Online that Scott Mitchell put out. I'm going to give them to you. Over under, 292 batting average on the season. Over. I agree 75 and a half RBI under 21 and a half homers over yeah I would go <laughs> I would bet the same way as you
0: dingers for days but you don't control those RBIs on this team you, you not really on base don't runners. <laughs> you don't know you just don't know oh my goodness okay so uh, Vlandi Jr at hashtag save ODAAT uh, that's one day at a time if you I presume you know that underscore at rally cap asks uh, is it too soon to call him the greatest Blue Jay of all time why do you think it's too soon why don't you like Vlad
1: <laughs>
0: Greg I feel like this is this is the same uh, and when Vlad isn't at the plate everybody should be asking where's Vlad sort of line of
1: questioning well that's what's been happening when he's been in Buffalo so it's certainly to happen when he's in the t- in the lineup <laughs>
0: um why don't we like vlad because we love him that's why
1: oh good one i like it and not too soon he's the greatest blue jay of all time andy
0: well that's settled you want to hit me with a question
1: should i say the greatest blue jay prospect of all time <laughs> nope nope.
0: it's fine all
1: right from, from eli Weitzer, former bp toronto writer what deck will his first dinger land in
0: obviously about Vlad. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's just, he's just going to hit a normal home run into the first deck, you know, for the first one, just to get warmed up.
1: Second deck. It's not that hard to reach the second deck down (laughs) the line in Toronto and Vlad's got some serious pop.
0: (laughs) All right. Curtis Butcher asks at Curtis Butcher one is Sogard having a hot week. Oh, wait, who's, I'm sorry. This isn't a Vlad question. Is that allowed?
1: Um...
0: Oh, well, we'll We'll, we'll, we'll be nice this week. (laughs) Okay. Is Sogard, who apparently also plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, having a hot week, or is he good enough to take Drury's spot at second base for now? Would one need the Socratic method to determine which position player is next to lose their spot?
1: Yeah, probably the second part. (laughs) But no, I don't think that Sogard is good enough to take Drury's spot at second base. One player is... You know, he was signed to a minor league deal and only came up because of injuries, and the other guy was the key piece in the trade for
0: J-Hap. Is Sogard the poster child for the word journeyman?
1: There's a few guys that (laughs) fit for that title, but he certainly works.
0: He's the only one with goggles, so he he wins for me. Uh, What do you got next?
1: The next one's from T-Ronto at Toronto Blue. What will it take for Brandon Drury to lose his spot in the 25-man? So it's either Vlad or Boo Drury, apparently, given the insane production of Cabin, Biggio, in Buffalo. Who gets axed, it says goes, from the 40-man to get Cabin to Toronto? Uh,
0: so Biggio is playing where right now? He's in Buffalo, and he's okay. tearing it up. Right. At what position? <laughs> I think he played third base today. Because they, for some reason they were short of third baseman in Buffalo, I heard.
1: <laughs> but Mostly he's been playing second.
0: Oh, they have, they have, he has been playing second. Okay, well, um, I don't think they're in any rush to do that. They really want to know what Brandon Drury is, don't they? They want to give him like at least a half a season to tell you where he's at.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance that Drury's losing his spot anytime soon. And if Kevin Biggio really does force his hand, I mean, he's got a 500 on base percentage. He's hitting over 400 with as many walks as strikeouts right now. Obviously, that's not sustainable. But, you know, if he really shows that he's improving even off of last year's breakout, you know, eventually they'll make room for him. But it'll be like Alan Hansen or Socrates Brito or Eric Sogard even who goes. I mean, it's not going to be a guy like Drury.
0: No, unless you can trade Drury, I guess. That's the one maybe actually get a major league. Yeah I,
1: don't, I, I, yeah. I don't think that's happening anytime soon though.
0: Right. Which is maybe why you need a half season of good Brandon Drury. Yeah. Uh, who gets asked from the 40 man to get Kevin Biggio to Toronto? Well, whoever they DFA presumably. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just one of those guys. <laughs> oh man. It's sad when you have a roster that has like seven or eight of quote, those guys, unquote. Sorry about that. it will be
1: interesting actually what happens though, when some of these guys get back from injury, like, if Devin Travis ever heals or Ryan Barucki moves will have to be made.
0: Yeah. Those things have a way of taking care of themselves as I think I've observed on this podcast in the past. Yep. That's true. Uh, yeah, that, Uh, that is all the questions. That's it. Which means I get to move on to the bestest thing ever, which is first of all, this. All right. What would I do different? well, well, I've never actually made a mistake. There have been a few, let's call them, stenanks that could be worthy of a do over. I found that in a video this week, and you were nice enough to clip it up, and I couldn't resist using it today. Okay.
1: So, what is this week's stenank?
0: Oh, uh, the stenank of the week is, of course, uh, Buck Math, as we have called it. Um, this is a clip, a conversation of Dan, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this, Shulman, and, uh, and Buck Martinez on the broadcast. Was it just yesterday? Um, yes, this was yesterday. Yesterday.
1: You had five steals. Your stolen base percentage was suboptimal. Suboptimal? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were caught ten times. Okay. Fifty uh, percent had... that's not very... <laughs> Buck. Come on, Buck. And, and to his credit, or I don't know, maybe not. Shulman just let it go and just started talking about triples and <laughs> did not embarrass Buck on the
0: air because he saved it for us. Yes, yes. Let's see. Okay, uh, if you if you try something fifteen times to, and you fail ten and and succeed five, that seems to me to be a lot closer to thirty three percent success rate.
1: Yeah, it's almost as if it's exactly a third (laughs) like i mean buck obviously put five out of ten in his head and thought 50 percent
0: yeah but it does crystallize for me why some of these advanced analytics and numbers seem easy to dismiss for buck and (laughs) (laughs) Tabler. it's all becoming a lot clearer now uh that that math didn't go as as immediately planned um i would hate to think about some of the other calculations that have to go into you know swinging strike rate and such
1: yeah, but this is also why Buck really is miscast as a play-by-play man. His ability to think quickly on the broadcast is not strong. No. He's actually a good analyst. When it's him and Shulman, this comment notwithstanding, <laughs> he's usually not bad. But yeah, he should not be doing anything that involves quick analysis.
0: <laughs> no. So I have a do-over for him. Okay. It's the sixth grade. <laughs> The sixth grade? This is not sixth grade math. It's doing percentages in your head. Come on. What what, what grade did you learn that in? It's a basic fraction. It's a grade three. Okay, well, maybe it's been a while since I've been in. But I, I figure if he did the sixth grade over again, he would probably learn a lot of other things as well. There you go. So, yeah, if... If, if Buck goes back and takes sixth grade over, we won't ever talk about this moment on the podcast again, which...
1: I have a variable do-over. Buck has to go on, are you smarter
0: than a fifth grader? Okay. I think that's better. 100%. It's a lot shorter. Yeah. 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 It's only one show to find out that you, in fact, have forgotten every useful thing you've learned since fifth grade. Yeah. I'm still shaking my head. Okay. that brings us to the end of another fantastic podcast one where we've we've been celebrating and basking in the Vladimir Guerrero but I have a feeling your final thought is not going to be immediately Vlad related no it's not kind of because you gave me a hint earlier
1: yeah it's Eric Sogard ish related so in that game where the Giants hit all those home runs Joe Panic, who currently had the longest homer streak Other than Eric Sogard, in baseball, hit a home run. And then Eric Sogard hit a home run. (laughs) Sogard had gone 311 at-bats without a bomb, and Panic had gone 240. The longest streaks by non-pitchers, and they both went deep in the same game.
0: (laughs) So, did... So, okay, so Panic never held the record. No, because he 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 homed first. (laughs) Almost. He was almost an ignominious record holder for like an inning. That's yep. uh, that's a weird one. Um, my final thought. Uh I really hope that this is the beginning of a new age of, of positive Toronto Blue Jays news. I, I really do think that Bo and um Biggio uh are probably major league players and regulars at some point in the future. They they certainly have done all the right things to develop, and I, I, I think Vlad is really can't miss uh, and sometimes three guys in a lineup Supplemented with other guys That can make a huge difference to the ball club So I would love for this to be uh, Although it's going to have some bumps along the way I would love to be this the, the first day In the, the new history of the Toronto Blue Jays So to all of you watching on Friday And all of you in the stadium um, Keep smiling Because uh, this could really be something special That said We are winding up Episode number 139 of artificial turf wars which is to say that uh you were joshua houseman and i was greg Wisniewski and uh, our very special guest was jared seaman our patron and uh certainly we would be happy to talk at you next week <laughs>